Hello and welcome to the music of the summer of 98. This was uh, originally going to be exactly like the movies in 98, but it is really fucking tough to like define when music happened. Also someone who was like three in for the majority <laughs> of 98. Like I have no personal point of reference. I originally used the top 100 and like what charted there as my, my reference point. But instead, instead of this being like a debate or a ranking, we are going to build a playlist as a collective of all of the music from 98 that we love. And it will be your summer of 98 playlist that you can enjoy reflective of your summer. I'm joined as always by Jeff, Eric and Gavin and Nick. And I am excited to hear your musical choices because I I love music, but it is a massive blind spot for me. I've not nearly invested oh. as much time into music as I have like movies or video games. Dude, this is where like all, all the I'm the opposite. Uh, I have invested way more time and effort and love into music than any other entertainment medium in my life. And so I feel like I know infinitely more about it than movies or video games. And I'm so jazzed. I created a, my own separate list to pull from because I was listening to a very specific kind of music in the time. And I'm, I'm largely ignorant to what was going on in the popular culture at the time. I just can't wait to get going. Oh, that's awesome. I am so excited to hear your music. I really like what we're doing with this one. I was worried that after we got done with like the debate and sort of ranking of like top mm -hmm. 10, I'm like, I just can't imagine that my music and Gavin's music is ever going to like, <laughs> you know, really like meet in the middle. Yeah. Um, it, it's so 98 was a time when I, I mean, I turned 12 and it was when I was really like finding music, listening to mm. the radio a lot and then getting past stuff on the radio a lot and finding stuff that was like, oh, whoa, I like this. I'm going to listen to that. And it was becoming sentient, <laughs> you know, in, in, like through music, which was very exciting. Yeah, I feel like for me, it was I was right before that stage. Like I was still I didn't have access to my own music yet or I couldn't change the radio yet. So I was just <laughs> it was whatever my parents listened to in the night in 98 still. Sure. Yeah. And I really like the idea of us not having to like go crazy here and no. make something that's like, okay, we got to like rank these, but yeah. we're just making a list of songs that we feel like should be on a playlist. Well, and it's also, it's hard to argue a bunch of songs that none of us have ever heard totally right? or against, you know? So this is like the ultimate summer of 98 playlist, which is not to say this is music that just came out in the summer of 98, but more like... Music for your summer of 98, right? right? Mm -hmm. Which I'm it's very into. Way. So we're trying to kind of stay within like that 98 range, I think. And that that's just kind of where we're at with this stuff. I think, do you want to <laughs> kind of go one by one and everyone like picks a song in order and talks about yes. why they want to pick that song? Yeah, that I think that's a great idea. I think... Okay. Maybe like when you're out of songs, just say like, I'm done adding to the list and then it'll just keep cycling until everyone has yeah. filled what they want. Okay. Um, I can, I can make a list. Uh, I can kind of like jot these down as we go and uh, I, I'll share it with you guys if you want to keep an eye on it or whatever. And you yeah, can, you can also sort of edit as we move or whatever, but this will be a, a playlist that I think we'll put together and share out with everyone mm -hmm. uh, when this comes out. So you can sort of shuffle it and listen to it for your ultimate summer 98 playlist. I really I'm like looking this. at this document of some of the songs here. I can't believe some of these are from the summer of 98. Like I would have put money on these being from so much earlier. Yep. So that's really? like ace of base. Yeah, cool that, summer. That's the one that gets me every single time. I that thought I that see was it. in the eighties. Me well, too. Landslide what? by no. Fleetwood Mac what? gets me because that's from like nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, but <laughs> is it re-release? <laughs> no, no, no. no. The, like Ace of Base was a nineties band, and like when was all that she wants? Ninety. That was probably ninety-six. What? <laughs> you don't think so? Oh no! All that she wants. Nineteen ninety-two. Oh my god! I was. Yeah. I thought that was eighty shit. That's no, 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 weren't they a, a, a Euro, what, what's the fucking Euro trap? What's it? What's the thing? Eurovision? Euro, Eurovision. Aren't they a Eurovision band? I don't know. I Are no they? Idea. That I would be know, so probably. weird because they were pinned as the next ABBA and ABBA was a Eurovision band, right? Ace of Base, yeah. Swedish pop group formed in 1990. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. That's that blown my 
penis out. Yeah. Does not. I don't think that they're Euro. Medic. I just. Assumed <laughs> uh, anyway, hey, how, what order do we want to go in? Do we want to do an egg? Uh, yeah, let's do an egg. Yeah, hey, we can do okay. an egg. So is, what? That means I'm first. That's your first, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go. This is like very basic. For its time, it's on the top 100 list that charted. I'm going to go with Stop by the Spice Girls. I fucking loved the Spice Girls as a kid. It's such fun music. The movie was great. Uh, we might be on a future list, depending on the content we do. <laughs> I just, I think they're such a fun pop group. And uh, they were they were a very major part of my childhood as far as like music listening, I guess. Did you think Stop was a good song in itself? I think Stop is a great song. I think it's one of their top songs. Thank you very much. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Andrew. I feel like this was right at the end of girl power and sure. Spice Girl stuff and everything. But I think this is probably their I think this is probably their best song. It's up there for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely top two, I'd say. Yeah. And that um, is my first selection. OK, Nick. You know, Gavin was talking earlier about how he was kind of at the mercy of his folks still, and that, that's kind of where I was at. I was about 10 at, in, mm-hmm. in 98, and so I didn't quite have my own feel for music yet, and uh, you know, sometimes you just get those earworms that would never go away, and I think Tub mm-hmm. Thumping by Chumba ah. Wumba <laughs> really is one of those songs that even now when you still hear it, you're like, you'll find yourself... It's one of those songs, too, that if you don't know it well enough, you end up in a chorus loop. Like, yeah. it, just, yeah. it just goes yeah. Yeah. It can go on infinitely. <laughs> yeah. If you don't get into Danny Boy, then you're just stuck in there. <laughs> but I always remember pissing the night away. So. Are, are you familiar with that band at all, no, Nick? not like, even a little. Do you know anything about Chumbawamba? Not even that song? Interesting they're history like, of that band. They're like an anarchist punk band. What? Yeah, they they really? came out of they came from a band called Conflict. It was members yep. from a band called Conflict, and uh, yeah, they took a turn. That seems crazy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> no. it, it was a weird it was a weird deal. I think they were setting out to like create a pop. I think they were just. Do you know why they did it? I, I remember there's a reason. They were either trying to get rich or they were trying to be clever or something. I'm sure it was remember. both. Yeah, you gotta have something to fund your like your Marxism, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Um, here's a pop lights on yeah yeah i mean so there there's that um okay i think that's a great one my pick is uh, this is not necessarily the type of music that i was listening to a lot of in 1998 but i think this is probably one of my favorite songs now and it's uh nobody does it better by nate dog R.I.P. Nate Dogg. Oh, it's so uh, good. I think Nate Dogg was underrated in everything that he did. Rest Mm -hmm. in peace. Nate Dogg fucking rules. I love that song. I think that absolutely belongs on this playlist. Love it. 100%. Yeah. It's so good. I bought the entire, it's not a, I don't think a, a 98 song. I bought the entire, the Transporter movie soundtrack because of a Nate Dogg song. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't remember what the song title is. It's like, I got game because the game was given to me. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Love for the ghetto, down for whatever. I don't remember anything else. But I, the fucking, I would play that on That's loop. enough. <laughs> it's called I Got Love. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I like Nate Dogg because uh, his logo also is like this ra- like rabbit. That wears a hat and is like G'd <laughs> yeah. out. I love, I love the G Funk. <laughs> I love the G Funk rabbit. Thank you, Nate Dog. Uh, now, are we doing Jeff or are we doing Gavin? How does Anne Egg go? I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I never I, know which G I am in the. I egg. think oh, it goes Jeff Gavin. I think it goes okay. Jeff Gavin. Sounds good. Uh, I guess I'm up then. Uh, okay, so the first song I'm picking, Eric. I guess you're writing these down or something. So I, we can... I am. I'm. I'm okay. keeping. I'm keeping a copy of them right here in the link I'm sending. Just so you know, I sent a link to my Punk Summer of 98 playlist that I created there. Okay. Uh, so you can find the songs there. There's going to be, we won't get to all those songs, obviously. But okay. 
Um, the first song I'm going to pick is from uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Uh, this is back summer of 1998. I was 22, 23 years old. This is when I was as obnoxiously into punk as humanly possible. Uh -huh. From about 15 until like maybe 28 or 29, I was militant and annoying about it. And I, I uh, ignored all other forms of music uh, to my own detriment. I have learned later in life. I really wish that I hadn't been... Uh, such a little prick about it all. Uh, but luckily, 1998 was one of the best years of punk music uh, in my lifetime. So the first uh, song I'm picking is Five Lessons Learned by the Swingin' Utters. Nice. Uh, from their album, Five Lessons Learned. It is a fucking banger from start to finish. Might be the best song that you'll hear on this whole playlist. And uh, interesting thing about Swingin' Utters, uh, they, the band, they're from California, they're from San Francisco. The band used to be called Johnny P. Bucks and the Swingin' Utters, but they truncated that name uh, because Swingin' Utters is cooler. And the reason they came up with that name is because the lead singer, Johnny Bennell, who I interviewed one time for one of my punk scenes, uh, one night in San Francisco when they were hanging out uh, after a show, before they were in the band, he got really drunk and pissed himself. And then they went to Taco Bell, and when he pulled his money out, his money was covered in his piss, and he had to pay for the Taco Bell with piss-covered <laughs> money. So they gave him the nickname Johnny P. Bucks, and uh, and then they started the <laughs> There you go. Five lessons learned by the Swingin' Utters. Fantastic song. Wow. Entire album is a banger, but that's the best song on it. Wow. That's good. I like that. Gavin. Uh for me, Summer of 98 was uh ruled by Fatboy Slim. Um oh. it was probably my first introduction to music that had samples of other people's <laughs> music. Um I was I assume very late to that. So Rockefeller Skank, Fatboy Slim. <laughs> Uh, what a I think song. that's a good pick. Yeah, it's a great uh, pick. Very '98, right very. about now. <laughs> yeah. So my relationship with Rockefeller Skank is it was one of the like title tracks to a FIFA game I had on the PS1, <laughs> and it was my favorite song on that game. And as part of this exercise of like listening to the top 100 uh, listed songs, it's on there. I listened to it. I've had the lyrics wrong my entire life. <laughs> my entire life. I thought the lyrics were right about now. The funk's so rubber. And that has been <laughs> what I thought up until like two weeks ago when I re-listened to this and learned it's funk soul brother. Funk soul brother. The funk so rubber. I thought it was the funk so rubber right about if now. you've ever listened to the original sample of that it's just it's just like some guy introing his track yep. i don't know how he ever found that and thought that would make a great sample it's so obscure it might be one of his most obscure samples of all time mm. that's awesome it's a good one i like it um come back around andrew i'm going for another this is i have no other points of reference for this person's music um but as part of the discovery of this process I listened to Paper by Queen Latifah for the first time, oh, and that wow. song is a fucking banger. That's a great song. It's essentially a do-over of Heard It Through the Grapevine. Like, yeah. it takes all of it, but it's, there's some lyrical changes to it. Just a fucking banger of a song. Like, really liked it, really enjoyed it. Charted in the summer of 98. Not that that's important, but uh, it made me want to explore Queen Latifah's music, which is something that uh, I have never had any interest in, in checking out, just not on my radar. I wonder if she's underrated as a musician. Huh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just out of the scene. I feel like she's not rated at all at this yeah. point, but like I'm pretty disconnected. So, uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed by that song and I, I enjoyed it way more than I assumed I would going into it. OK, I like it. Nick. So this is a song that I feel like was everywhere. And again, you know, you could just flip through the radio and find it on whatever pop station or whatever it was playing on. And it's also been featured in a lot of car ads over the years. So anytime it pops back up, it's going to be on your mind again. And, you know, it's also one of those memeified songs. So it's been one week by <laughs> from our, our dear friends, the bare naked ladies. Yeah, that's very funny. Chickadee China. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one though that's a that's yeah, a very good that's a very good pick because man again inescapable right mm -hmm. even to this uh, day and that song just makes you stand up like if i'm lounging around i hear that i'm just like oh here, here we go yep yeah i'm just like getting up to like be a part of that i love it man that is a that is a sound a song in a band that's very near and dear to rooster teeth and their history that's that's a great choice captain dynamic 
Captain Dynamics. Yeah, yeah Captain, Captain Dynamics. Flowers. Uh, yeah. Yep. Captain Flowers. Um, the only dude uh, I know who's crashed a plane and walked away from it. <laughs> that's awesome. He, he, wait, he, wants, you, <laughs> he once sung my name into one of his songs, and it's still probably the coolest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Oh, absolutely. So cool. Let's see. So I go next. Um, really different from my first pick, but this was very instrumental in what music I would listen to for the next uh, 10 years, whatever. Uh, San Francisco by Alkaline Trio. Alkaline mm. Trio, a punk band that had an album in 1998 called God Damn It that uh, I Is their best to album. Endlessly. I mean, just, if you could wear a hole in a CD, it would be this. It was half an hour long. The album is half an hour long, and it would end, and I would just go play it again. Eric? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah. Eric? I have three songs from that album on my playlist. You, you really? <laughs> yeah, I did. What 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 songs did you pick? Uh, I threw cringe, yeah. uh, clavicle, yep. and uh, my personal favorite. Uh, where did it go? Sorry about that. The last song on the album. They're great, all great songs. It's I wanted acoustic. something that would fit in a playlist that was a little more up. So yeah. I think San Francisco really fits. Clavicle, I think, is one of my favorite songs by that band. Uh, if you don't know Alkaline Trio and you're like older now, you probably don't need to go back and listen to it. I think you're gonna. I think it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, this sounds like a little bit dated," and it it does. But just know that when Blink One Eighty Two needed someone to fill in, and they mm -hmm. went with Matt Skiba, it is like all of my worlds colliding in one band. And it was if I could have been twelve and seeing that, I would have lost my fucking mind. It was pretty uh, insane. It was pretty magic. insane. Matt really, really is magic. such a phenomenal singer. Such an interesting yep. dude. Him, yep. him and Dan Adriano, the other guy that yep. sings in Alkaline Trio as well. Great, great stuff. I really, I, Alkaline Trio, goddamn it, still one that uh, I, I hold very near and dear. So that's my pick. Uh, okay, so that's, Eric, is, that, is it my turn now? Yeah, yeah, now it's All right, I, I have a bunch of Alkaline Trio that I, stuff I want to add to that, but I'll just wait till I pull them up. Got it. Um, the next song I'm going to go with, uh, is it's up there for the second best song uh, on my playlist here. It, it's every time it's one of those songs that every time you hear it, you start dancing and you, you start moving mm. no matter no matter uh, where you are. It's a song by a band, a hardcore band out of Virginia called Avail, who oh, is yeah. a very, very, very beloved and respected band. And this was their biggest album to date. It was their most melodic album to date. And it's called Over the James. And the song they released was called Deep Wood. And Hell if you yeah. listen to it, you'll be, it'll be stuck in your head for the rest of your fucking life. It is a phenomenal ass-kicking song. And one of the things that I always liked, I thought that was interesting about Avail, because uh, I'm going to give you a little factoid about each band or whatever, that I, if, as mm -hmm. long as I have one. Mm -hmm. They're from Virginia. I was from Alabama. I grew up hating being from Alabama. Hating being an Alabamian, you know that. I make fun of it all the time. I hate it. I got out of there as soon as I could. And I, I was always bummed about that. I looked at other people that were proud of where they were from. And I always kind of hated being from the South. I joined the Army, being from the South, and the Army was not a cool thing. I got made, you know, I got shit on a lot for it, and uh, especially in the 90s. And so I, I really tried my best early on to try to like eschew the, the Southern part out of me. Then I discovered Avail, and they are so militantly proud of being from Virginia and being from the South that it made me look at Alabama in a totally different way. And I thought, if they can be proud of Virginia and be proud of where they're from, I can find stuff about Alabama that I like that I can be proud of too. It's okay to be from, you know, to be some dumb redneck from the South. And so I tried, and turns out there's nothing there. Uh, I couldn't find anything. But I appreciate that they're happy about being from Virginia. I, I, I really, they, they, they emboldened me to find that in Alabama, and it just wasn't there. Uh, but I tried. Great pick. Right. I think uh, very cool. Uh, like, Jeff, if this is for no one else, you're really, you're scratching an itch for me. Uh, Thanks, man. When you're, oh, when you're throwing great. this stuff out there. Uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate this information as somebody yeah. who doesn't, like, just a different era of music for me. Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, Gavin. Uh, this one isn't on this list, but I remember it being all over the radio. It is uh, this called what? Feel It, which was based on Can You Feel It by Jackson 5. It was that, it was that song mixed with some other song. Um, so it's just basically the, the main melody of the Jackson 5 song with the lyrics, 
uh, what's she going to look like with a chimney on her? And I always remember thinking, like, what does that mean? It just it just repeats. It's, firstly, it just takes ages for the drop to happen. And then it just repeats, what's she going to look like with a chimney on her? So I looked up where that sample's from. Apparently, it's, it's from an, another song. Uh, where one of the lyrics is "wanna drop a house on that bitch." <laughs> <laughs> this, so I guess they want to find out uh, what some woman would look like with a chimney on her. This is the song with the bells. It's the bells, yeah. It, this well, is the yeah, song with uh, the bells in it. I I looked it up, and it's that it's dun 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 mm-hmm. yeah dun 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 those bells that like oh man I remember this yeah just endlessly looping but all the, I mean those bells are in the the Jacksons song yeah. Wow, man! In a, I, yep, that was that was an everywhere one. That's fun. Uh, that's good. Good pick. Uh, Andrew, back to you. Going with a classic from one of my favorite uh, groups, Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys. Nice, great pick. Fantastic yeah, great song. pick. Like whenever you hear it, like it just it it, it pumps me up. It's yeah, a great fantastic. song. The video is awesome for mm-hmm. it. Like there's so many great just Beastie Boy videos in general. Like what a classic group. What a great song. That's um, that's Hello Nasty. Is that that album? Jeff no, Dino? it's uh, Intergalactic. I think it's on. Uh, no, is it Hello Nasty? I gotta look it up now. Uh, yes, it is. It is. Okay. Yes, Hello it's Nasty on uh, Hello Nasty. It's a big ass album. Do you know where mm-hmm. they got the name Hello Nasty from? No. No. So they owned a, I don't know if they still do, but they, uh, they owned a clothing shop in New York City for a while in one of the boroughs. And it was like, uh, it was back when, uh, when, uh, like people were really, really first starting to get into, um, monetizing shit from goodwill and like thrifting and vintage yeah. was starting mm. to come up in like in like the young culture and so they had uh, a store and i think it was called nasty or maybe that was the address but anyway they uh there was anytime the phone would ring the girl that behind the counter she would answer hello nasty and they thought that was really funny <laughs> that's how they answered <laughs> I had the no phone idea. and so they named the album that yeah that rules if if this is on the list, then like the song that I would pick from this album would be Body Moving. I think mm, Body Moving is so good. Great song. Also, three MCs and one DJ. Mm. Incredible. Both incredible songs that are on Hello Nasty also. But I, I think Intergalactic is definitely the strongest pick in, yeah. in the whole thing. Um, but, Not Intergalactic yeah. specific, but just like a thing for people to check out the Beastie Boys. Watch their live performance of Ch- Ch- Check It Out. Oh yeah, uh, on Letterman, so fucking cool. It's like a one shot where they start from the New York subway and then walk to Letterman and then oh, continue no the performance live. Yeah. That sounds oh, it's fucking awesome. awesome. Yep. If you if you can, if you're also if you're looking that up, you should look up the music video for Three MCs and One DJ because the whole first before the song starts at one minute and forty seconds in or whatever, it is the beastie boys holding a pose downstairs and just a camera walking to get to them. And then the music (laughs) video starts. It is a minute and a half of nothing. It's fantastic. It's so cool. And then after you do that, listen to the entire album, Paul's boutique. It is the most overlooked beastie boys album because it was their follow up to license to ill. And it was before Mm -hmm. they came in before check your head, which was another huge one. It was kind of in a weird place, but it is one of the most, it is, it, it, it couldn't be made today because they sampled more music. It was like a girl talk album. Yeah. Uh, they sampled so much music in there before sampling became an issue. And yep. so uh, they literally couldn't make the songs today. The licensing would be insane, but it is a brilliant, brilliant album from start to finish. And it doesn't get as uh, enough respect. It's really good. It's produced by the dust brothers yeah. and it has mm. so many samples and so many different songs. And what a cool thing from a band that didn't want to be rappers but wanted to be a hardcore band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. <laughs> Fucking right. uh uh Shake Your Rump, best Beastie Boys song ever. Wow. <laughs> That's a, such I a mean, great song. It's a great such song. a great song. It's you it's listen really, to it now, it is just fun for every just all the way through. You can't stop smiling when you listen it, to it. It's very, very good. Uh great pick, Andrew. Uh Nick. You know, this is another one of those songs that I feel like gets stuck in your head, but this is also one that it sneaks past you when you're younger. Like I said, this, I was about 10 when this came out. And I don't know, even into my teenage years that I caught kind of the filthiness of the song, 
Semi Charmed uh-huh. Life by Third Eyed Blind. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, in fact, I, I was talking to my wife the other day, and she was like, "Did you know what that song's about?" And I said, "No." And then she like read the lyrics to me. I was I was just reading through them. One of them is like, oh. "Doing crystal meth will lift you up until you break." Yeah. <laughs> and there's a whole line about like when she comes over and is going down on him. It's like, what? Uh-huh. That's in a yep. pop song from when I was yeah. ten, and I yeah. loved it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> um, semi charmed life. Great song. Great 90s pop song. song. You are taking a pick away from me because oh. I was I was absolutely going to go with um man, there's so many choices on that album. Oh yeah. Burning sure. Man, London, Motorcycle Drive By, God of Wine, How's It Gonna Be? The whole that's probably my fave one of my favorite 90s albums. Wow. Um it is probably, I think probably one of the best produced albums in the nineties to get that performance out of that band that had such a volatile singer songwriter who like really couldn't get anything else. Well, they had like another album, but like, I think like one or two singles off of it to have the success that that album had that kind of production and that kind of maestro that it takes to get something like that out of that band is I think really unrecognized. And if you can put that album on front to back, but if you can find a physical copy of it, because the copy that you get on iTunes or Spotify or whatever is a remixed version and not the original version that you would Mm. hear. I hate it. I, it is, there are, there are changes to graduate that I don't like. There are changes to so many of the songs like losing a whole year sounds different and it's really a bummer. It's really, really, really a bummer. Um, but good, excellent pick. Excellent, excellent, excellent pick, Nick. I love it. It was a good year, man. It, mm. Yeah, it was great song. Maybe, I don't know if it's the number one song about doing crystal meth, but it might be up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Draft idea. Yeah, my, <laughs> my pick is... Ghetto Superstar by Proz. Oh, so good. Um, it is a, it's a great song. Maya has a great feature on it. I think Proz is the weakest part of the song. I think the best part of the song is ODB. And if you don't know the story behind the song, this makes it even better. ODB is not supposed to be on that track. It, this is for the Bullworth soundtrack. It is on Proz's this is Proz. He is putting this out. Proz is from the Fugees. This is his solo effort. He's doing the song with Maya. ODB is supposed to be recording stuff for RZA in New York, but he happens to be in LA and walks into the studio. They, he hears the beat. He's fucked up. They don't know what he's on. He's drunk. He's something. He hears the beat and he likes it. And they go, do you want to just be on this? So he just steps up and lays down his verse. It fucking rules. That song is a massive hit. And then ODB is everywhere. Everywhere in that time. I love Old Dirty Bastard so Mm -hmm. fucking much. He is the coolest. He has given us so many moments. But uh, I need to share this with you if I can. Um, This is... ODB, let me share my screen. Uh, we won't be able to put this in the yeah. video, but I do want you guys to be able to see and hear this because this is on the end of them promoting this song, and this is from MTV 1998. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Wow. What are you going to do to give back to the community? Points to himself. Nothing. (laughs) It is such a tragedy that that dude died. ODB is the greatest of all time. And um, to put a a bow on this, uh, Proz was found guilty of 10 counts of criminal conspiracy in uh, uh, criminal conspiracy and uh, campaign finance charges. So um, if 
if you ever yeah. want to go down the ODB rabbit hole, he had some phenomenal Howard Stern appearances over yep. the years. Just absolutely classics. The dude changed his name from Old Dirty Bastard to Big Baby Jesus. And then after that, he changed his name to Dirt McGirt. And Dirt he had McGirt. like 13 kids. He yep. was truly one of a kind. Uh uh, Wu Tang wow. still tours, and Young Dirty Bastard, uh, mm. one of uh, ODB's kids, fills in for him for all of his parts. And I saw them live, and he's so fucking good. That's uh, awesome. Young Dirty Bastard rules. Anyway, that's a very long winded story. I'm sorry, but that's my pick. I love ODB. Okay, that's a great pick, Eric. Thank you. Uh, I guess I am up next, mm-hmm. so I'm going to continue on with this. Is uh, we were speaking about Sweden earlier. This is another Swedish band. Uh, and this was a really important album in the world of punk rock and kind of a misunderstood album. This is, uh, I'm going to pick, it's not the best song from the album, but it's the most popular song and it's the one you'll recognize and it's a phenomenal song. I'm going to pick the song New Noise by the band Refused. The thing about this album, it came out in 1998. They were a hardcore band from Sweden that was really popular. Uh, they had some or victory releases that were really good and they created this album called The Shape of Punk to Come, which is a pretty ballsy album title. They were basically throwing down the gauntlet and saying, we are now, we are going to create the sound that punk will become going forward. And they released this album. This album, one of the best albums ever made. I truly believe that. When it came out, it got slammed by negative reviews and bad Mm -hmm. reviews for about the first three weeks it came out. The band broke up because of the reviews. They released what became, and by the way, about six months later, it became acknowledged that this is one of the best albums of all time, and it was The Shape of Punk to Come. If you listen to that album through the entirety, you're going to recognize so much of what punk and music and that kind of sound turned into. They were right. They really, with that one album, turned that scene on its head and reinvented punk rock. So nobody got it yet? They didn't. They got negative reviews for like three weeks. (laughs) They, They were brutally depressed right because it was so different from the work that they had done before and they were really going out on a limb and it got panned and so they broke up and that was it then that album became one of the most popular albums of the era and of that uh, and of punk and so 16 years later they got back together and played a reunion show and they didn't realize how popular they were yeah. Because they, they were so depressed and bummed out by it. So now they're back together, I think. I actually got to see them play at South uh, Fun 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 Fest in, I think, 2016. Oh, and cool. it was one of the, maybe the best show I've ever seen. One of the best albums of all time. A phenomenal song, New Noise by The Refused. They made a bold statement when they said they were going to change punk rock. And they did. It Unfortunately, it cost them their band. Was that who you went to see when I went and watched Girl Talk? Yeah, it was one of the most difficult decisions I've had to make because Girl Talk was playing on one stage and Refuse were playing on another stage. And I was already planning to go to Sweden to see them locally in Sweden when I found out they were back together. But then they played Austin. And so I went and uh, uh, Refused was better than Girl Talk, but Girl Talk was very good, too. It was it was it was difficult to have to run back and forth between the two shows. (laughs) (laughs) The the thing that I always thought about with the new noise uh music video is that that's it's the it's you know the shape of uh the punk to come and all that stuff every band ripped off this look yeah four years later it absolutely. is absolutely crazy how this is just that's what thursday and taking back sunday and every band just looked like the way that refuse looked in 1998 it probably yes. the most influential one of the three or four most influential punk bands yeah uh, or albums of all time. I would put Op Ivy up there with that as well. We're mm-hmm. just like change the change the scene forever yeah. after that album came out. Uh, Gavin. In the summer of 98, a lot of my time was taken up by this thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I know where we're going, baby. I know what you're doing. Therefore, yeah, it's baby. coming home, baby. Uh-oh. Three Lions. Uh, the 1998 version. Obviously, it was uh, originally written for the Euros in 96. Uh, featuring different lyrics that they changed for the 98 version. I think one of the lyrics from the 96 version was 30 years of hurt because uh, England haven't won the World Cup since 1966. And then I think last year, comedians uh, Frank Skinner and David Baddiel, who made the song with the lightning seeds, released a new 2022 version, which featured the lyrics 56 years of hurt. Oh! <laughs> 
which I thought was very funny. Oh, that is that's that's great. great. That As, is, uh, that's awesome. The, the male team still has not won since 1966. Oh. But that thing, that song was bumping through the houses in the mm. summer of '98. Oh, that's hilarious. What a pick. <laughs> that's a great. That's a very funny pick. <laughs> I like that. Six years. <laughs> um. Andrew, yes, your uh, this is such a weird follow up to this because when I think of like music I listened to as a kid that lived within that space exclusively, Spice Girls and the other artist that comes to mind is Ricky Martin running oh, through the house wow. listening to Ricky Martin. <laughs> I actually thought that this is what Gavin was going to pick because I'm going with The Cup of Life by yep. Ricky Martin, wow. which was the theme to the France 98 World Cup. It was yep. the song oh. for the World Cup of that year. There's some real bangers <laughs> for World Cup songs. Something I learned and like I, I was like, wow, every World Cup song I can think of is a banger. So I was looking at the list. They introduced mascot songs in like 2012 or whatever, like 2012, 2014 in that era, which I think is fucking hilarious to have a song dedicated to the mascot of that World Cup. Uh, it was a Pitbull song, which is even better, but more focused on my pick. Ricky Martin to me is like such a staple of the 90s. Um, his music was just so much fun to listen to running around the house. Great song an absolute banger. The Cup of Life. I love it. That awesome. I have a special place in my heart because Mega 64, 100th podcast, and then really like subsequent every 100 podcasts, it would just be, instead of an episode, they would just dance to Cup of Life and release that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's the funniest song, but it's the funniest song. That's very good. Uh, Nick. So before we started recording, Jeff dropped a link in our Discord about uh, highly empathic people who have a unique view of music and just like mm -hmm. how they react to it and everything. And so we were, yeah. we were talking about how like we both, I think we both kind of feel that Jeff and I, and um, yeah, this is the song that I feel like it was the first song that it really like, I don't know, had like an emotional, like almost response to it. Like, I, I don't know, like every time I hear it, I still get like kind of the goosebumps, like almost a little bit sad or like, I don't know, kind of a weird nostalgia. Like uh, the song though is, is Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, and, mm. and I, there's something I don't know. Like it's a power ballad, but there are moments where it's like kind of sweet and slow, and it's like, oh, you know, I, it just has that feel to it of just being really I don't know, somber, if if that's mm -hmm. the right way to put it. But I don't know. It just sticks with me, and every time I hear it, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta turn this up. That's a huge song too. Yeah, it's a banger. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was really that was a big. I felt like it was everywhere, inescapable, right? In that time, um, still kind of mm -hmm. is. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I I definitely feel like you hear that. You could definitely hear that song a lot. I feel like Goo Goo Dolls have been around for a very, very, very long time. Like, got popular in like the late nineties, but were like around in like the eighties. Yeah, I think so too. That album also that year uh, mm -hmm. also had a bunch of songs that were really sad, like Slide. It, like they yeah. they had a lot of songs on there. You're like, oh, this is some really messed up st stuff yeah there's a good one a good pick uh Thank you. i am going in a different direction from my last picks where it, uh, so far I've, I've chosen a lot of uh hip-hop and some punk stuff or whatever this song i feel like is a very it's weird that it came out when it did because it was recorded so long before but uh, my pick is uh, Sweetest Thing by U2. Mm -hmm. uh, it was recorded in 80... When did Joshua Tree come out? 86? 87? Uh, and then was released in like 98. Whoa. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, very weird, right? And uh, Bono wrote it as an apology to his wife. <laughs> and uh, Was he just sitting on it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Uh, it is a song that uh, was very weird that it never really came out and then released in 98, huge song. And uh, it, to me, marks the end. I've had a lot of conversations with like Shane uh, at work about this time in music because this is right when alternative starts going away and 
like on the radio and you get instead this rise of adult contemporary mm. and that's like one headlight by uh what uh what's Jacob Dylan's band the Wallflowers and you get like sweetest thing and you get uh Cheryl Crow's stuff there's just like this turn in music and sweetest thing is a really big thing it's like VH1 takes over that's how this song is for me but uh I think it's a great U2 song uh, because it's I mean recorded during Joshua Tree sessions which are probably some of their best stuff so big U2 fan uh I think it's a great song all right that's an awesome pick fantastic uh I guess I'm up. Um, yep. The next band I'm going to pick is a band that uh, has a near, has a very special place in my heart because I was lucky enough to be in New Jersey, living in New in Jersey in 97, 98, when uh, all of like this explosion of really good punk was happening. And so I got to go to a ton of shows up at the Knitting Factory and at the Coney Island High, uh, R.I.P., uh, in, in New York City, I got to see a ton of great shows in St. Mark's Place and in that scene. And one of the bands that played there all the time, who was really, really uh, kind of catching fire in the moment and becoming everybody's favorite band, we had no idea how big they were going to get, was this band from Massachusetts called the Dropkick Murphys. And I was really, really fortunate enough to see them bef- with their original singer, Mike McColgan, before he left. He left after their first big album and was replaced by a guy named Al Barr, who is still the lead singer. He's very good. And if you watch the Dropkick Murphys now, that's what you're seeing. But the original Dropkick Murphys was a little less Irish and a little more street punk. And so uh, I'm picking a very popular song called Barroom Hero from their first big album uh, that with the original singer that is just uh, it's just a, it's an anthem. That's that band, man. That's a yeah. uh, still going strong. Yeah. Classic. Time. Also, I'll say Ken Casey, one of the members of the band, is one of the coolest dudes on earth. And he w- recently went viral because he gave an anti-MAGA speech at a concert. It was one of the coolest fucking things I've ever seen. That's great. Awesome. Yeah. Good pick. I think that's a, uh, I think Dropkick Murphys have a lot to say and they've been having a lot to say for a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have they found their wooden leg yet? <laughs> Are they still looking? Cool. Yeah. I think they're still they're, looking. They're on the search. <laughs> Uh, Gavin? Uh, this is another thing that I could not escape. It was playing everywhere. I'm not sure if it ever made it to the US. Uh, it was a song called Horny, or apparently Horny 98. <laughs> and the, lyric, the lyrics just went, uh, I'm horny, 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 horny. And it did that over and over again to some trumpets. <laughs> I've never what heard this. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I, literally inescapable. It was playing everywhere oh for some reason. Oh, my God. I'm going to drop a YouTube link for us because we don't know what this is. <laughs> 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 what? What the fuck? Moose Tea is- featuring hot and juicy <laughs> horny 98, and it's just a guy in a bunny suit outside of a grocery store is the thumbnail. This is Yeah, skip to like 50 seconds for the chorus. Okay. What the fuck is going on? What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> 1998's worldwide <laughs> smash hit is what wow. it says. Uh, yeah, Jeff, I wonder if she. Uh, I wonder, <laughs> wonder if she ever got late. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think she was in heat. Oh my god! So uh, horny. I'm horny. Insane. Horny. Horny. Like that. It's called Horny 98. <laughs> oh man! Did she sing it 98 times? <laughs> oh, she might have. <laughs> Um, Andrew, uh, um, another one. Is, <laughs> yeah, no, this is, I'm going to say this is my last pick because I've got okay. a lot of other things, but this is the last one I feel strongly about. And, uh, I, maybe it's just like a bias for like the time I grew up in. Obviously, like that's a very impactful thing for like how you perceive music. I view like the nineties and like the boy band era of music to be like, the best junk food period of music. And I say that lovingly in the sense of like, these are manufactured songs designed in every way and have nothing like natural in them, but they are so easy to listen to. They're such an earworm. They're so catchy. Um, I am going with when the lights go out by five. Wow. I have nothing really impactful to say about five as a group. Didn't really know a lot about them before starting this process, but the chorus of that song has been stuck in my head since I listened to it. 
It's such a just it, I would say it's a banger. And I just have such a love of this era of like pop music. Five, it like the British fantastic. boy band yes. five? Yes. yes. That is that is who he's I, talking about. Wow. I had no idea that was an international band, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I will say it wasn't. Uh, you kind <laughs> of heard the song in the US a little bit, uh, but it was not. Wow. Yeah. Let's see. Billboard Top 100. It was number peak position number 10. But I mean, in Canada, it also reached number 10. Why were you? Why do you have an affection for this? Wow. <laughs> Why do I have an how affection crazy. for it? Yeah. How I just, I, I just, yeah, it's something I listened to as part of this process and it just got stuck in my head. And like the next day I woke up and the first thing in my brain was when the lights go out <laughs> and much like Gavin was saying, I don't know any other part of that song. So it's just a loop in my brain of this, that over and over and over again. That's wow. That's so crazy. So that is my last submission. I have other songs on this list. Maybe at the end, I'd like to make an honorable mention of just like there's a song that made my list purely on some of the lyrics of it being ridiculous. But that is my last official submission. OK, I, I like it. Uh, Nick, uh, you know, I'll make this my last official submission, too. I, you know, I, I got a couple others that we can do like honorable mention on. But uh, this is a song that I actually I heard the other day. Like I was just flipping through the radio stations here in town, and I you know I don't do that often anymore. We have podcasts and things to listen to, and I happened to just pop over and I caught "Inside Out" by Eve Six, which came out in May of 1998, and yeah. I, it's just a song that gets stuck in your head right from the very beginning. You know, it, and it's also one of the songs where I didn't realize when it came out. Like I thought it came out much later because I spoke mm. to my wife and she's like, "Oh yeah, that was from '98." I was like, "What? Get out of here!" Oh, yeah. I like I had that CD. I remember. I don't know why I had that CD. It's not <laughs> like I really liked it that much, but uh, definitely that was a big one. That was a really big one. Um, really fun, uh, you know, alternative song. Yeah. Uh, I have other ones, but I, 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 I'm going to go with these guys. I'm going to say this is going to be my last pick um, for this playlist. 1998 was definitely a lot of radio stuff for me. Uh, and I think this was probably where I developed a love for music that my wife hates because <laughs> she doesn't. I like really like singers with like a very like affected voice. Uh, I listened to like a lot of music like hot snakes and stuff like this, where it's like very, it's crunchy. It's different. Like it just different mm. vocals and everything. Uh, my pick, my last pick here, is going to be uh, Never There by Cake. And uh, she can't stand this band <laughs> because this guy talks sings and it's not, it's just like, it's not, it's hardly even music. I love Cake. Cake, I think, is a great <laughs> band. Uh, there are other songs that I like more on this album, but I think Never There is probably the biggest hit from the album that... Uh, you could put on sort of anywhere and people would be like, oh yeah, it starts with like the phone, like dial tone and him talking, singing. And it's such, every time I hear on the radio, it's such just like a, oh, I love this. I fucking love this thing. But if you're going to listen to that album, I think Mexico is a better song, but I'm not going to put it on this playlist. I'm going to put Never There by Cake. I only have one Cake song and it's uh, the one from me, myself and Irene. So he's like whistling along to it, and then he like mm. sucks on the woman's tit for a little bit. What the fuck? <laughs> Are you? You not seen that movie? I don't remember I that at all. Hey, yeah, yeah I, mean, I feel like I remember that. Yeah. And he has the little milk mustache. Afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gavin went from horny '98 to sucking on a tit. <laughs> I'll say this: Me, myself, and Irene is better than uh, uh, something about Mary. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, agree I agree. That it's a better Farrelly. Yeah. Um. Okay, so go to Jeff. <laughs> okay, so these are last picks. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Uh, I had a bunch more. Obviously, uh, maybe I can do like a, we'll just list some bands I didn't get to at the end. But yeah. um, uh, because this is the last pick, I'm gonna pick the band that I was gonna pick last. Um, I sh I could have put them first. I probably should have. Uh, because it's this probably the most important, sounds silly to say, but probably the most important album of my life uh, for some personal reasons. Uh, in early 1998, when I was living in New Jersey, I was running, I was, Rooster Teeth started for me a lot 
earlier than Rooster Teeth. I was running an online punk zine uh, in the in the '90s, and I uh, I was pretty deep into it. I was doing lots of interviews with bands. I was doing lots of album reviews. I had like a staff of like stringers that would r- t- submit reviews. I was getting so many free records in. I was able to give them out to friends so they could do reviews. Like I had a little empire going, and. Um, I kept hearing about this local band from New Jersey that was getting a lot of heat. And so I reached out to them and I asked if I could interview them. And I went and I had coffee and interviewed them one night and we hit it off. And the the trumpet player, he said, hey, why don't you come just sit in at our practice tomorrow? And I was like, why would I do that? I don't play music. And he goes, just come hang out with us. And so I did. And I went and I sat in, I watched them play in a basement practice. And then after the end, I was shooting the shit with them. And uh, they came to me and they said, listen, man, we really like you. We felt like we clicked with you immediately. You seem like a really good dude. Would you like to be, it was out of left field, but would you like to be our roadie? And I said, absolutely. And from that moment on, I was the roadie of a band called Catch-22. I went on one national tour with them. I was there when their lead singer left the band. I was a part of that whole thing. I got to be uh, at ground floor when a, a, a truly phenomenal, talented band was becoming uh, the thing that they would become and then also going through the, the, the pains of, of uh, band member changes and stuff. They released an album called Caseby Nights. I could pick any song off of Caseby Nights because uh, they're all phenomenal, but I'm just going to pick at random 9mm and a three-piece suit by Catch-22. Uh, I still, to this day, uh, love them dearly and still can consider most of them to be really close friends. And uh, it's, a, it's a truly awesome ska punk album, uh, even if you don't like ska punk. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Written, That's written a- by a bunch of 16 and 17-year-old kids. Wow. Keep that in mind when you Holy listen shit. to this album. That's crazy. That's- Great. It it's really nuts when you look at music and you realize it's just written by everyone that's like twenty three. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, they're like really influencing the world at twenty three <laughs> years old. Yeah. It's nuts. Absolutely. Uh great pick. I think that's I think there's a lot of uh I think you have a lot of uh sentimental reasons for choosing that, but yeah. I also think that great, great, great shoot. Like awesome choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a fantastic bunch of guys, fantastic album. And uh, you know, a bunch of side bands have spun off uh, and they're all good. Speaking of awesome choice, here isn't one. Uh, it is Vindaloo by Fat Les, another oh. football banger um, that I think was only topped by the Three Lions song. Uh, it, it's sort of like a military beat. Some bloke walking down the street uh, with lyrics such as something like, could I interest you please in a slice of cheddar cheese? And then they just start singing Vindaloo, Vindaloo. And uh, it's still sung at football games to this very day you that sounds you, like a very gavin song you were very influenced by like football music yeah like yeah is, that was just like a big part of your life like are you like a, are you like a huge football fan uh not the biggest football fan in general but you're just so exposed to it when, when your family likes football and when everyone stops everything they're doing to watch england play in the world cup <laughs> it, very interesting very interesting. Um, these are, <sighs> this is a great playlist. This is, it's crazy. It's all over the place, but in a mm-hmm. way where if you put these on random and they came up, you would be like, oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, I think you'd go back to back and be like, oh, these are pretty nuts. Um, I honestly feel bad that some of my picks are <laughs> ruining this playlist. But this is honestly, <laughs> no. this is honestly the shit I was listening to. No, no that's like, great. Th- this is great like, because it, you need stuff with different tempos and different yes. like you need to be able, if everything's the same mm-hmm. i think for a playlist it starts getting really sort of like muddy and you don't hear the songs but if yeah three lions by lightning seeds comes on and then the next song is five lessons learned by swinging <laughs> utters and then iris by goo goo dolls plays and then it's cup of life by ricky martin you're gonna hear every one of those songs oh absolutely you're gonna hear every one of those songs i think it's great i think me and me mum and me dad and me gran we're off to waterloo me and me mum me dad and me gran and a bucket of vindaloo (laughs) (laughs) what I love so much about this, and I think it shows in like some of the other like draft stuff we've done, is we all grew up at different times in mm. different places. And it's so reflect like this playlist is such a great capturing of like what was specifically important to us in the different time periods and cultures that we grew up in. 
I think it's awesome. I love this playlist. I agree. Um, do we want it? So that's going to be a playlist that we put together for you guys and we'll, we'll release that for everyone. Um, but do you, anyone want to talk about some stuff that didn't quite make the list or, or stuff that, uh, like honorable mentions? Jeff, I'm sure you have 30. I'll, I'll just name bands. I'm just going to okay. go. I had honorable mention. I was going to do OKFM OK DOA by a band called Dillinger 4. I was going to do Gotta Go by Agnostic Front. A fantastic song called History of a Boring Town by Less Than Jake, which yeah. explains That's what it was one. like to grow up in Alabama. That's a great uh, one. Then uh, 88 Fingers Louie uh, and one of my favorite songs of all time, Sweet Avenue by Jets to Brazil. Uh, that's so uh, is that orange rhyming dictionary yes that is orange rhyming what's that 1998 1998 yeah and it's it's such a phenomenal song and then uh there was a lag wagon album that came out that year too there's a lot of good stuff that's but uh but i'm really happy with the choices that i that made it in yeah um i'll throw out uh party my house be there by mxpx from uh slowly going the way of the buffalo Mm. is one that didn't make my list uh it's a little too sugary sweet for me to really put on the list but i liked it a lot um uh uh uh, how about i think i'm paranoid by garbage i think it was a huge song that was Uh, that was i I mean that was just a i really liked that one uh i wanted to put neutral milk hotel but it was like "Eh, Mm. eh." just not really a band that i care for but what would you uh, put on there king of king of carrot flowers like i i was i was poking around the album and going like i like these i don't love these that's just how i oh really oh yeah in the airplane over the sea king of and king of uh carrot flowers are so fucking good i i like it i don't love it um you get what you give by new radicals is such a great one hit wonder to me and then um Last one hit wonder. The last one that I wanted to put on, but I, I didn't was the way by fastball. Apparently an Austin mm. band. Yeah, they were an Austin oh. band. Had, had no idea. Had no idea. So, um, those are my picks. Honorable mentions. Anyone else? I have one that is like silly. It's not. So there was like discussion of figuring out what would be the best format for doing this. At one point it was going to be a kind of a rank debate, like the movie one. So I was trying to like figure out what my top 15 songs are. And so when I was doing that, I was trying to evaluate different things. And uh, I was I was debating between I discovered a song in this process by Big Punisher called oh. Still Not a Player. Oh, that's on my and it has that was oh, that song's so good. As that's soon as it song. starts, like put a smile on my face of a chorus of Still Not a Player, but I crush a lot. And I'm yep. like, I'm just I'm laughing like I'm smiling. I'm having a great time. And then it just definitively made my list when it goes into I love from butter pecan to blackberry molasses. I don't discriminate. I regulate every shade of the ass. I was like, that's it. It's made it. It's made the cut. This is a great song. This is fantastic. He's so big pun rules. That song rules. Still not a player is such a good song. And that is my, my, my pick. And I think we we've wrapped it up. Is everyone? I have one honorable mention. Um, I I think it's technically 97, but it peaked to 98. Who cares? Remember save tonight. (laughs) Oh, invite the break yeah. of dawn. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's just sheerly because that's another song where it's very difficult to get out of the chorus if you don't know the next <laughs> yeah. part. Just an endless loop. Eagle, that uh, was e- Eagle Eye Cherry. Is that who Eagle Eye Cherry? Yeah. yeah, Andrew. Andrew, this was a fantastic. Uh, this is great. Uh, so video, much fun. Or con- whatever the fuck it is, this was a fantastic <laughs> piece of content we just made. And I had I had so much more. I didn't know how either of these was going to go. I thought the mm-hmm. film would go pretty well because it's easy to argue film. I thought this would be. A, I was a little more concerned because music's a little more nebulous. But yeah. this couldn't have, like your your pivot to building the playlist together. I think was brilliant. And this was oh, thank you so ended much. up being so much fun. And I, I would yeah. love to do it again. Absolutely, I think this was so much fun. It was such a great process. I'm so excited to now listen to this playlist and hear the things that you guys added as someone who hasn't heard a lot of these <laughs> suggestions. Like I'm genuinely cannot wait for this to be put together so I can go through it as well. In that play in that in that case we should really throw in the airplane over the sea from Neutral Milk Hotel on the uh, on the album cuz I think Andrew will like that song. Uh, it uh, yeah, put I it on the like- list. It, it's it is not on the list but it would be an honorable mention it's yeah honorable mention in case one of the other songs can't fulfill yep. its duties it can't fulfill its duties it um it's the snake eyes of this it's, yeah. it's the first off the bench <laughs> neutral milk hotel is kind of the snake eyes of music yeah yeah um, yeah <laughs> this, uh this was really fun this was a cool walk down memory lane i wonder i like i wonder how these two pieces of of show are going to be received because i feel like 
when we are combative at all, people go like, no, I don't like when they fight. But this was so just listing. I like this thing. And then somebody yeah. goes, that's cool. I like this thing. <laughs> this one was very mole drafted in vibes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like. Sure. Oh, it was very really wholesome. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very, well, very, and very we, so. we built something in it that then they can enjoy, hopefully, uh, yeah. If, yeah. if they enjoy the playlist. So um, um, again, summer of 98, the last good summer, 1998, the last good year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't done 2013. Really good year for music. Yeah, it was crazy for movies, for music, really pop culture touchdown 1998. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Really makes you want to wear a backwards hat and go on a roller coaster. That's just, <laughs> that's what it, this all sounds like. Let's go being, to Six Flags. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it sounds like that. That's, you need to put that Dr. Seuss hat back on. That's what, what started. Oh, that's man. what started this that's, whole thing. Oh, dude, that's, you know what? That needs to be the cover of this playlist. <laughs> yes. Is the, is the Dr. Seuss hat. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that oh, is what great. started. It was Millie getting a Dr. Seuss hat and me being jealous. <laughs> and that was at my, like, birthday laser tag, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. That's exactly yeah. what it was. So funny. The, that's so funny that the genesis of this. And, it, and and Eric was only jealous because Millie was like, I got all these tickets. I don't know what to buy. And Eric goes, get that hat. You want that hat. And Millie's like, all right, I'll get the hat. And then he's like, damn it, I want that hat. <laughs> And then I got the hat too. It's such a cool hat. It just it's, it's so awesome. Oh, uh, that was great, it. Andrew. Andrew, yeah, you want to awesome. take us out? You want to do a cool? Yeah, outro? fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah. Obviously, this is uh, the end of the summer '98, as you said, the last good year according to you. This was so much fun. Uh, I got to listen to you guys talk about picks, even though we have an amazing friendship. It's just nice hearing your guys' enthusiasm about thing things, and I feel like I learned more about your musical preferences. There may be more '98 content in the future. We will see. I hope you enjoyed this. I, if you have songs that you think should have been on the list, I'd love to see what those picks are as well. Somebody yeah. who just has kind of a hole in music. Uh, anything you'd like to add, I'd love to see. Thank you guys so much for sharing your picks with you and having such great responses to all this. Um, I guess fuck 99, right? Like, we're not going forward. This is the end. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Yeah. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>